0: This podcast is brought to you by The Province. Keyboard Kamura, the official mixed martial arts podcast of the province. Here are your hosts, Paul Chapman and E. Spencer Kite. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Keyboard Kamura podcast on Province Sports Radio. I am your host, E. Spencer Kite. Joined today with an in by an in transit, Jessica Evil Eye. She is in New York, been doing some filming, been doing part of the Cosmopolitan Strong And campaign, and getting ready to step in the cage with Misha Tate on Saturday as part of UFC on Fox 16. Jess, thanks for doing this.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, and thank you for giving me a chance to, to reach out to some new fans.
0: <laughs> Anytime. We spoke for, for UFC magazine, and I figured, you know, connect again before the fight and, and get you out here on the, on the west coast of Canada, if only in podcast form for now.
1: Yeah, but eventually we'll get our way up there. But definitely glad to to be able to talking with some you know awesome Canadian people over there. You
0: guys rock. So before we get to the fight itself and sort of everything that that comes with that, talk to me a little bit about this Cosmo campaign and and what it's about. Obviously something in in looking. People can check out your Twitter about it at Jessica Evil Eye. Um, you seem very stoked about it. The early pictures look kind of cool. What is it all about, and and what does it mean for you to be a part of such a campaign?
1: Well, to be a part of something like this, just like it's it's so empowering to me. It's like oh my goodness, like I've been working so hard to be impressionable and and, and to be you know some kind of a role model for people and to to give someone the you know a a reason to believe and you know the UFC and believe in you know a strong woman is a confident woman, and to be a part of something like this is just showing that I'm I'm representing myself the right way and. I'm representing, you know, the sport and the lifestyle that I love so much. And I'm able to be, you know, a huge advocate for it. So it, it means everything. And, I mean, this is such a, an impressionable world that we're in as, as being a woman that, you know, like you're, there's so much, um, there's so many things that you're, you have to either be pretty or you're strong or, or you're skinny or you're this. Like you're not, there's never like a good balance. And I think that the world is doing a little bit better of a job of finding balance and saying, you know, as, as women, no matter if you're, tall, skinny, short, you know, whatever your size, whatever your, your color, or whoever you are, that you're beautiful and you and you be confident in yourself. So I feel like they, they believe in me, and it's, it's amazing. I'm glad I, I got to come out here and do it.
0: Well, and it's nice to see athletes like yourself, athletes like Rhonda, getting these opportunities where MMA for a long time didn't, didn't get those opportunities because the perception was so different than what it's becoming now.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the sport is. I mean, I remember the early years when I started in 2007, but I, even before that, when I was running, you know, UFCs from Blockbuster to <laughs> be able to take them home and, and watch them for the weekend and then return it, that they've come so far and done such an amazing job and, you know, really test to not only the fighters, but the, you know, the, the employees and the PR team and all the people that are working their butt off to, to continuously get us these opportunities to go out and do these things and show that. You know, just because fighting is what we're doing, it doesn't mean that we're, you know, a certain type of person that is going to hurt other people or aggressive. You know, we're, we're beautiful, we're kind, we're their business, they're lawyers, they're teachers, they're doctors, they're, they're mothers, they're fathers. So I think it's, again, it's just continuing to evolve, and I'm so glad I'm in the, the later years now of UFC instead of, you know, the early years when people just didn't respect it as much as they do now.
0: As a former Blockbuster Video employee, you mentioning renting videos and taking them home hits home for me. It brings back some nostalgia. I remember those days as well. Like like most people, that was my introduction to UFC. But it's true. It's, it's cool to see how far along this sport and you as athletes have gotten over these last few years to really make strides. I mean, we saw Ronda winning a pair of awards at the ESPYs, which, you know, even a couple years ago... It was just sort of the, like, happy-to-be-nominated kind of feeling.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, go her, man. Good, good job. Way to, way to set a standard, you know, for, for all of us that, you know, that is going to set for, for years. Like, I mean, what she what she's doing now and what we all do now is it's forever going to leave an imprint for, you know, females and other young men to, to aspire to be, you know, just like them. You know, like, you don't have to see you don't have to be a female to look at Ronda and want to aspire to be like her. I mean, we have men that are seeing her that aspire to be like her. We have, same, you know, vice versa, we have women. Like, I mean, one of my one of my favorite fighters of all time is, you know, Jose Aldo, and I, I mean, I remember watching him in his early years of the WEC, and I was like, I want to kick like him. I want to <laughs> kick like that. I want to be like that. I want to be a fighter like him, you know, and it's exciting that we're, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be gender profile. It can be anything. And I think she showed that and, and winning that award that, you know, you've got guys, you know, like Mayweather who, who have been in the sport for many years and then, you know, her coming out and only being in the sport for such a short amount of time and, and going out and just literally winning it by, you know, a, a landslide.
0: Yeah. I will, I will freely admit that Rhonda is someone that, you know, I think, I look up to, I think everybody can look up to as most of, most of the athletes in the UFC are, people may not necessarily know it, but things like this are helping get it out there and, and show that you guys are, as you said, far more than just tough guys that want to get in there and hurt each other. It's, it's about competition, the fighting side of it, not the violence, not any of that stuff that, that those original ideas were. Yeah. I think, I
1: think that, you know, too, like, I mean, I think all of us can, you know, say, obviously, we want to win, and unless, I mean, you're really poking a bear, I mean, that's when things can get a little, you know, definitely a little too over aggressive. I mean, you poke a, a bear in the eye, I mean, you're going to get bit, but I think that there's, there's other fights out there that where there, there's a mutual respect amongst the two, and, you know, I mean, obviously, we're in a game where you have to damage each other, but, if, you know, the end result, you, you know, you look at each other and you go, hey, you know what, bygones be bygones, like, let's just let's just go, you know, like, you know, way to go. I hope you're okay. Heal up, you know, and I think that in the men's side, you get that a little bit more, the female side. I mean, I think that there, there's definitely a little bit more bitterness, but I mean, for me personally, I, I could care less in those ways. Like, if you don't like me before the fight, you don't have to like me after, but this is business. And, you know, it, it, this is a paycheck for me and, and I'm doing what I love. And If you're going to stand in front of me helping me do what I love, then I appreciate you. <laughs>
0: Well, we'll get to business. When we talked earlier in the year, you were holding out, sort of planted your toes, dug your heels in that you wanted to be next for Ronda. That didn't happen, but you've gotten pretty much the next best thing in a number one contender fight with Misha Tate, a two-time title challenger, former Strike Force champion, as the co-main event on Fox. Obviously not the fight you necessarily wanted to start, but a pretty solid consolation prize and a and a great opportunity.
1: Yeah, you know, I um you know, Dana, Dana is a is a very awesome person. those guys. They knew that when I was in LA that you know, I wanted that play and I was very vocal about it was nothing. You know, I I don't need to go and insult somebody to, to get my opportunity, but I definitely went to the Van Honchos and grabbed them by the back of the arm and tried to pinch their arms like, "Hey, sure, <laughs> let me fight Let my turn, you know." And unfortunately just by some of the things that had happened and the conversation I had with Dana, you know, and he told me personally that, you know, I definitely was, you know, in line for it. Some other things kind of happened and they need this fight to take place. And, you know, that, that's, you know, whatever, whatever do we do to make this sport better and, and to continue to develop the fight? I think that everything happens for a reason. And I'm trusting the journey at this point to, to just trust that this is a part of my, my journey to the title.
0: Well, and it, to me feels like the right next step in that you guys are on Fox. It will be a big crowd. It will be a big audience in terms of television numbers that help get you out there and and put you in a position where after a victory, that fight with Ronda or whoever happens to have the belt, but let's be honest, it's probably going to be Ronda, becomes that much more bigger because you've gotten that victory over Misha and it's been on such a large platform.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I couldn't I couldn't agree more. You know, I couldn't I could I couldn't agree more. I couldn't be more excited to fight on Fox too, and be a representation of live TV. I mean, not only is pay-per-view amazing, and I get that, you know, you get the money, but you know, I didn't get into the sport for um, the money. I mean, obviously, I believe me, I I need the money, <laughs> I want the money, <laughs> but I didn't get into it for it. I got into it out of self reward and, and it being what what I what made me feel good. It made me feel alive and all the opportunities have came because I'm just doing what I love
0: and I'm being honest with myself. So let's break down Misha a little bit, obviously a veteran, lots of, lots of tape out there that you can go and look at coming off a really gutsy performance, my opinion against Sarah McMahon, where it looked like she was going to be dominated and, and almost beaten quickly and just sort of rebounded to come forward and, and grind out a win. What do you need to do? What do you look at as sort of the places that you can really take advantage of her and and get the best of her here next Saturday?
1: Um, I feel like uh, you know one of the, the one of the things is that Misha continues to fight the same way all the time, and it's it's never an adjustment to who she's fighting. It, you see the same tendencies, and and I see them. Whereas I feel like I do a very good job of adjusting and and allowing myself to grow and, and to adjust to. You know, make them adjust to my style. Make them adjust to my fight. That, you know, obviously, Misha's gotten many fights. She's she's been a high-level fighter for a long time, but she doesn't possess some amazing skill over top of me that that I don't possess either. And I mean, as far as I as far as I'm concerned, I mean, we're both going in there with a 50-50 chance. And you know, she doesn't get this this crazy lead on me on anything. I mean, we both go in there with equal equal abilities to fight. I definitely think that I, I can possess what's better to, to be able to make her fall victim to my to my fight style.
0: So one of the things we talked about back in March for the UFC magazine piece was just sort of the growing excitement in the city of Cleveland, especially in, in regards to sports. Coming off the Cavs being in the finals that came up a little short, but a ton of ton of injuries. You had said that, you know, it was a race between yourself, Stepe. LeBron, the Indians, to get the belt first. They got close, but came up short. Gives you that opportunity still to to be first in line in, in bringing a championship back to back to the shores of Lake Erie. Yes, I mean, the, Cleveland
1: calls me their queen, and you know they call me the queen of Cleveland, and you know I, I definitely, I definitely think I'm the queen for a reason, and you know it's, I mean, no no kingdom runs runs <laughs> right without a queen, so. I definitely think I can be one of the first ones to to bring it back there. And I I think me and Steve are both just striving for it. and we have our own little personal bets between all of us that, you know, who's gonna be able to get it, who's gonna be able to get there and you know, I, I think that me and him right now are, are the best opportunity, or best, you know, abilities to that I have the opportunity to be able to bring that back here. I mean I feel like a lot of these other things are team sports, but you know, me and Steve are working, you know, as a team but going into these fights as individuals and our, our, our ability to be able to make it happen is just is much higher. Our percent is
0: much higher. Yeah, what's I mean, I saw him last week in Las Vegas for, for UFC 189 Fight Week Talked to him about sort of what's next for him, and obviously that's to be determined. But what's it like and what's it mean for you to be in a gym alongside a guy that has been there with you? You've sort of been together this whole way, training coming up through the ranks. That both of you are at this point that, you're right there on the cusp of championship fights in, in the UFC at this point.
1: Our coaching staff that we've been with, I mean, there's a few newbies in there that have came over the past couple of years, but it all goes down to our coaching staff and me and Stipe. We set out on this goal almost 10 years ago. Mine will be, this August, Stipe's will be, I believe, in November, October. His, it's, I'm sorry, no, mine's in November. His is in, in August that'll be 10 years that we've been a strong fountain with this team, and I feel like at this point, like, we are all literally, like, we've done this together, you guys. Like, we have an empowerment amongst each other. Like, I mean, literally, Steve A will help me after my hard rounds, help me at time my gloves, he's like, way to go, champ, you know? It's the same thing when he was getting ready for, for Mark Hunt, like, you know, that, that build of, like, we we know, like, our team. We know each other. We know we all know each other in that way that when you see that look in their face and they're like, "Man, we know it. Like this is like, we know it. We know it." Like it's it's an empowering feeling, and you're just so I'm so proud of him, and I'm so proud of my coaching. And F. Market could be getting the recognition, the gym that is signing up new people and and continuing to expand because it, we're we're all doing it together, and we've all grown together, and it's just it's remarkable. I'm I'm so happy. I, I mean, I so badly want to put not only a title on my waist, but my, my coach's waist and bring it back to our gym and just give everybody that opportunity to feel like a winner because they supported me along the way. And not only am I doing it, but it's, it's all of us. You know, like, not will I only win that title or Steve only win that title. We'll, we will have won that title together. It will be something that we can share and, and possess and memories that will forever be with us. And I mean, isn't that what life's about is really good memories and awesome friendships?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, shout out to Marcus Marinelli and everybody at Strong Style Fight Team. Marcus, a, <laughs> a, a lifelong Clevelander that when we talked, we've talked a couple of times, he sort of said, "The, you know, these kids are all younger than me. I've gone through longer stretches of no championships in Cleveland, so I want this maybe more than anybody. But it's true, you mentioned... sort He's a hometown guy. You know,
1: he, <laughs> he's a Midwest man to the team. You know, we started out with other fighters in the UFC that he had trained and top-level guys back then that, you know, and, and he he wants it just as bad as we do, you know? Like, it's, I mean, and he knows that we're capable of it. He's seen the, the hard parts of the sport and seen some of the downs and the ups and seen what it, you know, what it takes, and he, he's never believed in anybody more than, than the both of us. We're literally like, we're like his children, you know? Like, and he's ready to see us finally graduate and, and get those, get our, get our true payoff.
0: Well, and you mentioned the individual sport but absolutely about team element of it love him or hate him that was one of the things conor mcgregor talked about a lot following his victory and even going into it was having the same team around him throughout this journey bringing them all to las vegas training with the same guys being with john kavanaugh for his entire career and giving that credit to everybody that helped make him getting into the cage on saturday night and beating Chad Mendez as possible. I get
1: it. I get it with him. I understand. I when Connor said that I got I got it. And I and I and I grew respect for him. You know what I mean? I was literally like, wow, like I, I, I get that. Like I understand because that's exactly what we are going through and you know, I want this not only for me but for all of them too. Like we've been all doing this for so long. My all of my best friends, all my girls, you know, all my, my <laughs> friends that have literally been there for me since the beginning and just you know they want it just as bad as I do, and I'm so blessed that they've stuck by me in every single moment to to get here. That it's it's remarkable, and it really is. It's it's a dream come true.
0: So before we get to how it happens and how you get that victory that sets you up for the for the long-awaited title shot, I got to know what it was like to get name-checked by Machine Gun Kelly. And oh my gosh, it's
1: amazing! It? Are you kidding me? Like. <laughs> It's, I'm, I'm excited for my song i mean my song i literally like we've been every monday which is like one of our really hard nights at the gym is our monday hard sparring and it's like basically like you're going to fight like you're off on sunday and monday is the fight fight night every monday in our gym is fight night and we come in i always bring in my little speaker and i blast the music and you know you get that you get that adrenaline rush you hear your music and i do it all the time and i hear that music and when i hear it like it's like i like I transform into into evil and, and I'm just able to like feel my bones my bones just stiffen up a little bit my muscles loosen up and my body just you know ready to, to go into what I'm supposed to do and it's amazing I met I met MDK actually face-to-face back on, on New Year's of this year and you know he was super excited for me and then we've just been going back and forth and I talked with Slim and you know all this team and they're super excited we'll be watching and you know, I told
0: them to warm, they're going to be in Chicago
1: at a concert that Sunday before I get there, and I was like, warm them up
0: for me, boys. <laughs> i was gonna, coming. Tell them the evil's coming. Root me on. I was going to say, was it a sort of a, a, like, you expected this to come? Did he give you a little heads up that, hey, I just did this remix and, and dropped your name in it, or was it just a complete surprise for you? Well,
1: we have been working on it, and, you know, I was just asking him, like, I had asked for, you know, I was like, listen, you know, like, Obviously, I would love to have my own song made. Right. You know what I mean? Like I would love to have my own, you know, Jessica I song. But you know, um, my friend um, uh, DJ Evie, who is a you know high level um, DJ out of Vegas, Los Angeles, and and Cleveland, and he um, is a very good friend of mine too. And you know, I was always picking on him and pushing on him and I'm like just, see if you know maybe folks will do sale or you know till I die or chasing pavement or you know something like can you just. Help me, please. Like, just anything. I'll, I'll take whatever. And one day he's messaged me. He's like, if there was, you know, what would you call yourself? Like, how would you, if you had to put your name in a song, what would you do? Would it be like, Evil Eye, or Jessica I, or J I, or Evil Evil Eye? Like, you know, what would it be? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know anything. I mean, I don't know what would ever sound good. Right. Well, then later that week, I get an email, and it just says, Boom. And I literally
0: click on it, and it's an edited and non-edited version of Cleveland Till I Die. Instead, it's J.I. Till I Die. <laughs> Pretty cool. We, I mean, we saw Ohio-based fighter Matt Brown finally got to come out to his I Am The Immortal by Jamie Jasta at UFC 189. We're starting to see a little bit more of this personalized, direct fighter intro music. I think it's great. I think it makes sense. I think it changes the experience a little bit. Kind of in that uh, WWE sense when too. you you hear someone's music you know it's their music. I mean obviously there have been guys that come out with the same track over and over and Ronda always comes out with the Joan Jet and things like that. But it just it gives it that it gives it that pop for me. It throws it back to Pride when you heard you know sandstorm come on you knew vanderlay was coming and it got you excited and that's what we're starting yeah, no, to get exactly a little like more like
1: big time wrestling like you knew when the undertaker was coming <laughs> right you knew when you heard his music you knew he was about to show up and i mean it's just like anything like every action hero had their theme song you know like we're all we're all our own individual action heroes we deserve our theme song
0: <laughs> i agree you now have one you as an action hero will jump back in the octagon on saturday with Misha. How does it play out to you? How do you get your hand raised, and and how excited will you be in that moment to know that you know everything you've been working for is is one step closer?
1: You know, I'm not I'm not a big one. on pred- predicting fights because I know anything necessary, but I know the one thing I do know that I, I'm going to do is I am walking out of that cage with the win, be it a three round war, be it a submission, be it a knockout or a ref stoppage. I'm I'm coming out with a victory. There's There's no other way. There's just, there's no other way. I I refuse to let anything else happen.
0: She is Jessica Evil Eye. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Jessica Evil Eye. She takes on Misha Tate on Saturday in the co-main event of UFC on Fox 16 in Chicago at the United Center. Check local listings for times. Jess, thank you so much for doing this. All the best on the weekend, and we'll talk again soon.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on, and thank you for making my my UFC magazine experience awesome. Everyone loved it, so
0: thanks again. Pleasure was all mine. We'll talk again soon. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Keyboard Kimura, the official mixed martial arts podcast of the province. Read the Keyboard Kimura blog on theprovince.com, follow them on Twitter at Keyboard Kimura, or visit them on Facebook at facebook.com slash keyboard kimura.